Hey, welcome to Teen Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and discussion. So it's uh, been an eventful weekend in regards to Newcastle United. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time to make a post-match review, so I'll speak about that briefly, as well as other Newcastle United news that has come up this week. So, um, yeah, this the game on Saturday. It was quite interesting uh, in terms of our inability to break down Bournemouth and the lack of creativity and ingenuity to find um, other methods to break through their lines when missing Callum Wilson, Sam Maxman, obviously he was the biggest one missing and Bruno is uh, firing uh, you know, uh, not not at full capacity, basically. So th- those are some of our chief playmakers, and he he really told on the Saturday, as Bournemouth happily sat in and just counterattacked. You know that they they knew their plan, they knew their limitations, and they've done the right thing for them. You know, frustrate the team, frustrate the crowd, especially. Especially on um, due to the events that had unfolded in terms of the impacts that had happened to the country due to the passing of the monarch. So certain parts of the atmosphere were muted already. So to ramp up the crowd, we needed the team to get ahead early. And unfortunately that didn't happen and fell behind. The fact that the team uh, reacted that's what I do like about what Eddie Howe is doing at Newcastle is that he always manages to get some type of reaction from his players even though the reaction was in ways quite um, poor they still tried to make opportunities and eventually they managed to get that penalty you know it's, um, it was a really tough game watching you could see that um, that basically was, they were just using the same type of moves. There was no um, fresh impetus, you know, in terms of the way players moved and the way they moved the ball at times. And I think that's partly to do with missing the key players as well as like um, Kieran Trippier mentioned it as well about Isaac. He's a getting used to the team and they have to manage to get some new some opportunities for him and get used to the, the new player and the way he moves and how he can as well as him being able to impact the team you know it's a it's just a matter of time it's just one of those things to gel into the team and the framework that Eddie Howe's building and what he expects of the players it just takes us time so, so it was, it was good to see that Isaac stepped up for the penalty. That's what you want to see. That he's got that confidence in himself, as well as that he's willing to shoulder the responsibility to um, take on the biggest moments. Because that was a really crucial time. If he had missed, we were most likely losing that game. Because the moment, even though we had control of the game, it, at times it just didn't feel like the momentum was fully on our side 
and uh, that was it was really frustrating watching that game as now it's um what is it one draw one loss and six no one win one loss and five draws i think i think that's what it is and it's disappointing that we haven't picked up more play, more points but compared to where we were before it's night and day you know we're playing proper front fo football taking taking our destiny into our own hands that's what we wanted to see from um the Newcastle United football team so when I heard that there was booing from a very small section of fans I don't I didn't understand where it's coming from I've seen comments where some people are talking about um oh 200 million has been spent and I don't think people are taking it into proper context you know it's 200 million has been spent yes that is very true a lot of money has been spent on that squad but it's to bring the squad up to par you know, Newcastle, the first team, is now up to par for a Premier League team that to be a, a disruptive force in the league. But you do not have a squad. You don't have a Premier League level squad, really. A lot of the players on the fringes, on those who are supposed to be substitutes or um, challenging for first team spots. If we're being honest, they shouldn't really. They be should be in the lower reaches of the league. Maybe not even in the league, certain players. The way I, I don't really like dropping names, but you know, Mankio, he's the way he's fallen to um to disarray, but he was always quite limited in ways as well. He, he would work hard, but if we're being honest, he wasn't consistent enough in terms of his play, he, in terms of um what he's going to give you. You got Jacob Murphy, who's been one of his chief corporates this season in terms of coming off the bench and not really offering enough other than hard work. And you do want to see that from players. You want to see them endeavour to work really hard, but the lack of quality is just it's, um, outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> and not in a good way. You know, um, there's been moaning about Miguel Armour that even though he's another person who works hard, he's always got a smile on his face but he's lacking that quality in the final third I'm just trying to think of all these players it's um that truthfully that you can see that they have to be moved on for the betterment of the squad you know and for the betterment of their careers because the, the time in this new era of Newcastle anyway is unfortunately coming to an end you know it just has to happen and those who are moaning I don't understand it you finally got a team that's playing football the way we want to see it be played with um, bravery you know and attacking impetus but you gotta understand this at the moment there's a lot of fatigue and injuries in the in the first team you know in the first team players so the, the players who are coming up underneath are of the same quality so it's going to be a drop. Eddie Howe is trying to get the most out of them but they do lack that ingenuity and quality you know and it's just have to just buy their time.
He's been getting results. He's been, you know, he's been excellent since he's come. And I don't, I don't understand or like hearing that there's some people who are saying, what is he doing? He's not doing good enough. No, he's doing absolutely fine. As far as I'm concerned, he's perfect. You know, you have to give him this season. This season was never about really um, challenging for that, challenging the top six or top eight. It's if we could, that'd be great. And maybe further along in the season, when everything settles down a bit more, and uh, the fixture congestion just levels out a bit. But it won't really this season because of how unique it is due to the Winter World Cup. So. People just have to be patient. He's done a lot, you know. He took a team that was in disarray. He made, he settled the squad. He got the new just additions that he wanted in, and he got a tune out of them. And you know he's been doing well. Pardon me. So, sorry about that. It's um, it's just unbelievable how some people are reacting. You know, I remember in January when all that money had been spent, I did feel, I'm not going to lie about it, I did feel if he had failed and we had got relegated, I would have personally felt being off the, the thought process that maybe he's not the guy. You know, he's been given the opportunity, he's been backed. Yes, it's a very hard, um, a hard situation, but money had been spent. So it's up to him to produce the results, which he thankfully did, and he done it with um, a plan. He done it excellently. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm very much in the Eddie Howe in camp. I don't want to see any more talk about he should be um, under any type of spotlight or pressure because he's done a he's doing a good job. He's doing very well you can see that the players are they're frustrated at the moment but they're happy they know that he wants them to extract the most out of themselves and now to get some consistency in their play as well as um, elevate their, their, their play and I think that's going to happen over the coming weeks you know thankfully the international break has come so it's managed to give us a little bit of time to recuperate and um, get this squad settled and hopefully after it at least Alan Samatsman should be back maybe Callum Wilson as well but that's more unlikely and you can get some more well Bruno's gone to with the Brazil squad but he shouldn't be playing that much I, I don't believe at least I hope he doesn't and we just have to go from there um, I heard that he was talking about he wants to score more goals and he wants to be able to play in the same role he had last season but unless John Joe makes the miraculous comeback that I've heard that he may make then it's unlikely as we need someone to play in that pivot role and um, Sean Langstaff he can play there but I don't think Eddie Howe trusts him enough because at times his, his passing can be a bit erratic well, if you can get him in or get someone to play in that pivot type role, you will free up Bruno and Joel Linton again. Because having those two playing up as the box-to-box midfielders last season 
it really elevated the way that we played because they had the physicality as well but to show the the creativity and skill more so bruno going forward but yeah i just want to see that happen again but you have to just wait some time we have to bide our time you know um yeah that's mainly what i wanted to speak about there's been other things but i'm gonna speak about that tomorrow as i've been seeing certain things i've been hearing about the premier league are making their moves to um basically throttle any challenges to their throne you know they want their big six to stay the same i think i heard something about the introducing new rules about um or about the revenue being tied to the ability to buy players pay wages and so forth and i believe in 2023 it's 80 percent no it's 90 percent and 2024 it's 80 and then 2025 will be 70% so it's slowly be decreasing and they're essentially introducing a, a wage cap tied to their ability to um, generate revenue and basically it's going to keep the rich rich as they want those teams at the top to, to remain there which um, is frankly it's just pathetic basically and if it's a it just kills the sport in a way as you know you're always going to have the same top dogs and you don't want anyone um challenging them and and what's the point of it if you're just going to see the same teams winning every year you know you know there's going to be teams that are always towards the top but the whole point of the sport is to dream yes newcastle have their problems in terms that it's a state-run club and all the and the sports washing and all those things but it's added competition and that's what you want to see i think um i was reading an article in the guardian where they were talking about that parallel they were talking about in the u.s sports and how they happened to chance upon um that type of uh what's the word for it well basically where everyone has the opportunity you know it's because you've got the draft you've got salary cap in the nfl at least a hard salary cap at, at that as well as um it you know the way the trade and franchise tags and all those all of those factors that allow those clubs to um compete you know or at least for that they can eventually fill the roster that can be competitive and maybe make a run towards the super bowl you know and that's how it should be you should be able to know that if you do the things correctly in terms of staff staff and player acquisition the coach of the of your club and just having the right talent available you know it's having everything come together and then you can potentially win things and that's how it should be well um i'll go on to further depth about that tomorrow
Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Wherever you are, have a good morning, afternoon, evening or night. Peace.